All right, so it's Wednesday night. We are back. It is Sweep the League. Rocky, Stats, myself, Rudy, Shamaya still on the beach. Derek Gervin still with Team Gervin. We, we've got NBA schedules out. So we're going to talk Spurs schedule. We're going to talk uh, NBA games of note. Is Katie going to be with the Nets this year? Probably so. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about the NBA. And also the NFL getting ready to kick off here in a couple of weeks. Surprise teams, maybe way too early MVP picks. We're just going to talk about it all in all. Sweeper keep at the end of the show. And I, I just tweeted out something. I want to see the the water cannon happen again at the Alamo Dome this coming season where it just drenched all the fans. I think Rocky might be a little too young for that. But look it up. The water cannon went berserk on opening night of the San Antonio Spurs game. I got to get the day, the year and date of that, but needless to say, this is sweep the league. Uh, gentlemen, I, I got to ask you real quick first here. I've been on a diet for over two and a half years. I've lost upwards of 260 pounds since my heaviest weight. Come to realize I'm a quitter because if you quit something, you're technically a quitter. I, I quit eating good food and I'm eating all this healthy shit now. And I don't like the fact that I'm a quitter. So is that a bad thing that I'm a quitter? Well, I mean, if it's benefiting you, you know. It's benefiting like me. But you don't have any idea how bad I want to eat a fucking burrito or I want to eat a fucking, you know, a massive gorge buffet or something. I'm, is- I've been craving that lately. Is, it, is there not any wiggle room for like a treat meal like I've once never, every three weeks or something? I've never had a cheat day on this diet at all. Not one cheat wow. day. Not one. Okay. Screw the cheat day. I've never had one cheat meal on this diet. Man, that is dedication, dude. I, I guess it is. I mean, I want to look like The Rock, who is naked right now on camera. Yeah, I don't understand why, but he's naked on camera. <laughs> okay, so Rock is Rock is essentially the nutritionist here, and I know he's probably going to tell me do it, have a cheat meal, have a cheat day, have whatever. But when I've dieted in the past, it's a proven fact. I I lose it. I'm like, oh, it's one day. Then one day turns into a couple of days, and then a couple of days goes back to pounds and pounds of food on a plate and just going back to the old way. That's the reason why I haven't had a cheat day. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Rudy, I'm the exact same way. Like if I'm on a streak of like pretty solid meals and I just have that one really just disgusting, like bad meal, it, it it's like the next day I'll have like maybe not as healthy a meal. And then the next day it's like, Oh, I'm kind of craving like a drive through burger or something. So yeah, that's real, man. That's a real thing. It's mm-hmm. tough, dude. Rock, you're the nutritionist, man. I think you should do it. I mean, relatively, you got to ask yourself. I understand that you had a certain goal of where you wanted to be. But out of all those days, do you really think, you know, one, you being disciplined so well, do you really think one cheat day of giving yourself of, you know, just having that meal will, will start a trend of where you're going to go downward? I mean, you've been this so long and you're disciplined so so hard i feel like your mental is right there okay i'm gonna have this one cheat meal and you're probably gonna feel like crap because you know you haven't had it in so long and then you're gonna be like okay i don't want to do that again and then bam well i think maybe you should also look into changing like your 
not necessarily your diet, but like making different meals that taste good. I mean, you can, people realize, you gotta realize you can still eat really good on a caloric deficit. It just depends on what you make. I mean, I, I find a lot of recipes on TikTok and social media and there's a lot of good food that looks really good. Just, you know, different ingredients to use. I, yeah, and I get that. I know the whole calorie because the way I, I found the way you work it, and this is ideal. If you, if you pick out the way, like me, I want to weigh 190 and I'm, I'm 28, 27 pounds away from that goal. So they say you get your you get your ideal weight, you multiply that times 12. That's how many calories you need to be at or below on a daily basis. Now, the other part is the protein. You've got to do your ideal weight times 0.6. And that's how much protein you need to eat minimum. So if it's 90 grams of protein, you got to eat 90 or more on a daily basis. <laughs> you're supposed to eat 114 if you're eating at 190. Damn, man, I'm supposed to eat like, at least 130. I weigh like 198 right now. Yeah. So, I mean, do yours 198 times 0.6. And what is that? It's probably around 120, 130. Mm, uh, yeah. Like around like 120. Jeez. Yeah. So you're, I mean, you're actually hitting it though. Yeah. I can eat that. I mean, cause I eat a good amount. And, like I just drink a protein shake. Um, and then earlier I had uh, some chicken and rice and then some eggs. So yeah, I think I should be fine. Yeah, I mean, you hit the cal, you hit the calorie count, which is below. You hit the protein count, which is high. You got to do a workout. I don't work out, so I mean, but I do walk and stuff like that. So that's what I'm saying. But I, I mean, I've seen friends posting lately all this amazing food, and I'm like, I forgot how a fucking enchilada tastes. I, I don't, I, I don't remember how a taco tastes. I've never, I haven't had a taco in two and a half years. I mean, well, yeah. like not even like a makeshift taco. I haven't even had a makeshift taco at all. What? You, I, you, wouldn't want, you wouldn't want to do like turkey meat? Well, no, I'm talking about like, I, I mean, I've had, I've had meat, you know, whatever and all that, but I'm talking about taco as far as the flour tortilla goes. Oh, yeah. I haven't even had a corn tortilla. Dude, yeah. I, I give you props because it's, I've tried giving up flour tortillas before and it's so hard, man. I love me some flour tortillas. Me too, man. A little bit of butter on them too. It's like, uh, oh, man. Uh, so, all right, so since we're talking about your cheat meal, if you had to choose one, like, what would it be? What's the name of your cheat meal if you had to do it? Like, what is the ultimate thing you're going to choose? My cheat meal? Yeah, like, like Ooh, what? Oh, man, if, dude. If one thing, you only get one choice. What are you choosing? And I don't gain weight? I mean, you're going to feel like you're going to feel like crap, and then you're going to use the restroom after, and you'll be fine. I mean... <laughs> One cheat meal is not going to make you gain 20 pounds, dude. I mean, it's yeah, just I mean, cool for most of the day, and then you just burn it off relatively. Oh, I love me some pizza, dude, but I have I I eat cauliflower pizza now. So, I mean, that's perfect. I can eat that. Oh, heck yeah, man. Cauliflower oh, pizza crust is good. Oh, my God. Cauliflower pizza is the shiznit to the, to the extreme. If I had to do one cheat meal, I'm going to say a big fat bowl of spaghetti i miss me some spaghetti man wow uh do you, do you by any chance do you do like zucchini spaghetti i've tried it and i hated it because i guess i didn't do it right i guess i tried making it one time and it was hard but i've heard uh, people say that some zucchini spaghetti is really really good the the biggest problem i have with zucchini spaghetti is the moisture like all of the liquid 
yeah that ends up getting like soaking up into the actual noodles so yeah that's the that's my only problem i have with it it's just a lot of liquid i like zucchini spaghetti they make a good meal simple hb um like a zucchini spaghetti i mean that's a good alternative too i mean i'm sure you've seen the meal simples hb a lot of us have but that's a good meal simple or alternative to do or a cheat meal you know spaghetti is a good meal i I love that but yeah Honestly, okay, so if I had to pick one, a big fat Chris Madrid's burger would be a good one. Oh, well, the bean burger? It could be whatever. Just give me a big fat burger from Chris Madrid's. Greasy as fuck. Just like my stomach is looking at me like, you fucking asshole. I haven't shit like this in two and a half years. (laughs) I'm about to go full blown Nagasaki on the toilet type thing. Oh, man. Just just wreck that seat. Jesus. Yeah, poor seat, dude. <laughs> yeah, we're talking like sweaty seat, right? We're talking sweaty seat, the swampiest of asses. We're talking extreme, like extreme. What is a Tom Cruise in Tropical Thunder scorched earth motherfucker? I mean, yeah, scorched yeah. earth. Oh my god, You're, that's how bad I want that burger to be. So I can just tell myself, never do that again at all. Never, ever do that again. But speaking of scorched earth, the NBA released a schedule. And, of course, we uh, we have the San Antonio Spurs. We've got some games that are circled, I'm sure. Lakers coming to town. They always, get, they always ride the purple and gold here in San Antonio because the crowd is full of purple and gold for whatever reason in San Antonio. But a little bit of an emphasis this year is one Lonnie Walker makes his return to San Antonio you have the Atlanta Hawks game scheduled. DeJounte Murray makes his return to San Antonio. People like but to yeah. go. People love to go when one Kawhi Leonard comes back to San Antonio. So even though the Spurs are not going to be a great team that we can tell this season, there's still plenty of reasons to go to the game right now. You got Derek White coming back. You've got Manu Ginobili going into the Hall of Fame this year. They're supposed to honor him this year at a few of the games. This schedule, I mean, it's like any other season, obviously. You're going to play your conference teams like four times. You're going to play outside of your conference. You're going to play them at a home-and-home type stuff. Normal schedule, but does this year have any type of kick to it than other years? I guess that's the biggest question here. Does it have a kick that we, you know, does it extra motivation because we're going to suck, but we're going to get DeJounte back and Lonnie back and see, you know, how that goes? <laughs> I mean, what where does this schedule stand for everybody? I mean, I saw on some sites that I think the Spurs have the hardest schedule overall. Um, that kind of makes me excited because I'm on the team tank and I want them to get Victor. So what I'm- happens if you don't get Victor? Hey, then I don't oh, know. That's a flop. Then if flop. they don't get Victor, yeah, it's a big flop. They you don't. realize the last two times the Spurs had the number one pick was the year that a big man came out, a dominant big man came mm-hmm. out. So could it be lightning in a bottle again? It could be. You never know what the odds are. I mean, I'm looking at Bleacher Report, and they said that prediction is 25 and 57. I mean, it's gonna. It's probably relatively around top five odds, but I don't know if it's gonna be top number one. I think so. I mean, it's like it's it's no surprise the Spurs have like one of the toughest schedules because they suck. <laughs> you know, like when a team is really bad, exactly. 
you know, of course they're going to have like a tough schedule. You know, it's like, it's like saying, Oh, the lions have like one of the toughest schedules in the NFL. Well, yeah. Cause they're, they're at the bottom of the totem pole, you know? <laughs> exactly. Sorry. I had my meat there. Exactly. I mean, you're, you're going to have a tough schedule regardless. Rock, what's one game that you got circled guaranteed on the schedule? Uh, the golden state game in the Alamo dome. 100%. Why, why is that? Because I, I, like you said, I wasn't alive to see them play in the Alamo Dome. I want to go see it. And I saw that they're trying to break the all-time attendance record. And I want to see if San Antonio is going to come out. You know, you're going to have that that divided fan base. They're going to be like, why am I going to come out and watch this so-and-so, where they call it trash team or whatever. They're going to have the loyal fan base that still supports them through thick and thin. Are they going to combine together to, to join forces to just get a record itself? I mean, the Spurs, relatively, everyone thinks they're going to suck. And they probably are going to suck. But – I'm excited about the youth. I want to see them grow up before our eyes and see what's going to happen. But that game's going to be good. Um, you obviously give Warriors the odds of the defending champions, but it's still going to be good. And it's be an interesting aspect in a dynamic because it's in the Alamo Dome. And, and I want to see that. And I want to live through it of what like San Antonians lived through before me. I, I, yeah, the Alamo Dome game is going to be it's going to be fantastic. I'm I'm planning to be there. I want to be there. I'm going to be dressed in my my uh, Doc Martens and Jabot jeans and my long sleeve shirt. I'm going straight up 90s of that game. So there you go. Stats. If you got a game that schedule or a game that's circled on this schedule, which one would it be for you? Man, I got this one's easy for me, man. Because you you named a lot of good. Uh prospects uh when we were as we were going into this segment but i i gotta go the dj returning to sa game man that home game here with the hawks is mm-hmm. going to be with all the stuff that has gone down with uh, everything that's happened i mean that's like must watch you gotta go to that game see how the fans respond see how dj plays because to me all of the pressure is on dj to go and perform and be top notch for the hawks because that's why they traded for him and uh he's got a lot to prove and yeah he may come across like you know he's like this swaggy guy he feels free he's got all this money but he at the end of the day he has to show up for the hawks like he has to go out there and prove that he was worth that trade and uh, worth the money so he he even though he feels laxed and you know, chill. There's he still has a chip on his shoulder to prove. So he's going to want to show up in San Antonio. Yeah, I mean I, that's probably the game that a lot of Spurs fans are probably circling right now. Um, DJ coming back saying what he said. Is he wrong for saying what he said? I don't really know. I don't really care. I mean, you're entitled to say whatever you want to say. I don't give a shit. If you're going to say, well, your team's going to suck for the next 15 years. You know what, boohoo, maybe you will. I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll suck for the next 15 years. Maybe they won't. And and the thing is, like, it's one thing to state, like, something like that, where, yeah, they're probably not going to be that great for a little while, but it's just the way that he said it, and it it just came across very disrespectful and unnecessary. I think that was the biggest thing. It was just unnecessary. Spurs fans know a lot of teams, a lot of people know, in general, NBA fans know that they're not going to be good for a while, and uh, it's just common knowledge and for dj to kind of it felt like he was throwing salt on a wound and it was just really unnecessary in the way that he said it and his antics that have cropped up and as yeah recent. his antics have been they've been stupid i won't lie that's kind of stupid especially if you've got a pro-am a lot of these guys are amateurs they're not even pro ballers and you're bouncing the ball off their head and being like a little dickhead that i don't get with that at all that's <laughs> stupid 
And mm-hmm. let, let's not forget, like, yeah, we were we were all really happy he became an all-star. And I am happy he was an all-star, but he was a fill-in for Draymond, an injured Draymond. Let's not forget that. You know? Flat back, Mark. Damn. I'm just like saying. I'm just saying. Hard. Yeah. Stats is coming really hard on him. Look, I, I want the best for the guy. He's <laughs> talented. But let's be honest, he was a fill-in for an injured Draymond. You know? He was. And Draymond had to vouch, like, not vouch, but, like, really push for him to get that spot if i'm not mistaken on that i mean he had to really sell dj to be an all-star but nonetheless i got some games circled and these are the games i'm circling what well i was gonna say five but i'm circling three games in particular and that is against miami where they're going to mexico city and the two big ones at the moody center where they play against portland and minnesota and the reason why I circled those games is, well, Mexico, you hope nobody drinks the water. So I hope nobody drinks the water down there and they come back safe and sound. Moody Center, I know it holds, what, 10,000 people or whatever. I mean, it's not a really big center, but this is where Spurs fans this year were starting to shit the bricks because why are you playing two games in Austin? Oh, wait a minute. You have self as a sponsor. Spurs are not doing good. They're losing money. Hey, we have all these Austin companies coming in as, you know, sponsors for the Spurs, buying stock in the Spurs. Are the Spurs going to Austin? I mean, what I've got to say truly is I don't know. I mean, who knows? Nobody knows. The Spurs are not tied down to San Antonio. They can pick up and move whenever the hell they want, just like any other team. I mean, the Boston Celtics are Boston, but if you get new ownership and they're saying, hey, we'll give you half a billion dollars to move to another city, do you think they're really going to turn that offer down? No, no team's going to turn down. No owner would turn down anything. They're going to say, screw tradition. Let's start a new tradition somewhere else. But on the Austin thing... It's two games there because those two games is where I want to see Spurs Twitter, Spurs social media. I want to see their reactions on those games because are they going to just be like, it's just another game? Are they going to be like, hey, this is a tryout version, the trial version for Austin. So are those games, those two Austin games in particular, before we go on the NFL, are those two Austin games – a concern for either one of you guys as far as fandom goes? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting gauging that awesome market, and, and you never know what's going to happen down the line. But I think it would be give a cool experience given the Moody Center does hold less, so you'll kind of get like a more feel for what the Spurs are. But I, I hope I hope that Austin Spurs probably really comes out to the game and shows out, and they sell the game. I mean, they're both two good games. You have Dame, you're going to have Dame Lillard playing there, and you have Jaw. I mean, it's pretty two interesting games, if you have to ask me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I was, I was at the Moody not too long ago. Um, and it's a really nice place and it's in like what rock alluded to. It feels, I'm going to like, I like that experience of it's going to feel more intimate. Like it's going to, you're going to be surrounded by a lot of like really like good Spurs fans, like, you know, more diehards are going to be there. I think the ones, you know, traveling from San Antonio, they're going to go. And like rock said, you're going to get the Austin Spurs fans there too. It's just, to me, it's going to be like a big family. It's going to be like more closer, more tight knit. And just, I just love the idea of a more intimate 
like environment where it's just a lot of dedicated fans coming together to support a team that right now is rebuilding. And, you know, we got to be honest with that, but we're excited, or at least the Spurs fans are excited to see what these young guys can do and what they're going to develop into. And this is part of the journey. And I think this is the perfect type of um, arena for them to come together and, and enjoy basketball. Quick question before we go, because I got to ask you both, Jeremy Sohan, Austin or no? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? No, but but speaking of Sohan, shout out to him because he it's funny because last night he he put on his Instagram story was like, hey, does anyone play soccer in San Antonio? Where can I play? And then I commented, I was like, oh, like I play here. And he's and he replied to me back, he's like, you're there right now? And I was like, yeah. I was like, if you want to come play. And I was all excited. I thought he was going to come, but I mean, he didn't. But I just told him I play like, where I play on Thursdays. He's like, all right, appreciate that, but I'll let you know. So I, I might meet Jeremy Sohan. I mean, who knows? Wow, that'd be a nice little bit to have Rock and Sohan playing soccer. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I saw his Instagram story, and he was at he was at UTSA, um, kicking the ball around with his homies. And I was like, dang, if only I was on this on this side of town when I had my game last night, I would have met him. Wow, maybe we can get Sohan on sweep the league. That'd be awesome. We could. I mean, hopefully he's listening to it, and hopefully we get to play soccer, man. So if Jeremy says, I'll come on sweep the league, if I can, you know, kick a ball and hit you in your nuts with that. Down. I'm down. I wouldn't make you do that. I made you, <laughs> I made you get a slap on Thunder Rosa. <laughs> that was, that was ballsy enough, but it kicked to the nuts with a soccer ball. I might, Ooh. I don't know. Uh, I might tough. have to step in for that for Jeremy. So I know, maybe that's oh, not like I have gosh. a big package there anyway. So stats oh. Austin for Sohan. Do you think that's going to be, cause honestly, I, I think he's going to spend some time in Austin. I really do. For some reason, I think he's going to spend a little time it may not be, it may be like on off days for the Spurs, but I still think he's going to spend some time there. Yeah, I could see that too. Um, I initially thought he was going to spend a little bit of time there. I mean, it makes sense for him to get some some reps in to develop, and um, he's got to work on some stuff. But they have they uh, they drafted him because of his. He's got some good natural abilities um, that they can craft around and mold. Very similar to like we've mentioned before the Kawhi Leonard situation, where you know they draft a guy who's very good on defense, and they just need to develop his offensive game a little more. Um, but he's shown signs that he can improve, and he's already got some foothold on certain aspects like his shooting and you know his footwork and such but they feel like they can develop that further and uh, he's got a nice foundation so I do think he'll spend some time in in Austin and then you know of course spend a majority of it um, with the Spurs yeah I think so man I mean it's I think he's going to be there for a little bit but we'll see what happens Jeremy Baller Boys podcast every single Tuesday night. Stats and Shamaya always dropping that knowledge on the Baller Boys podcast. I am Refocused Radio. Shamaya's doing a fantastic thing out there. He had an interview recently with Kenny Anderson. Great, great interview. Go take a go take a listen to I Am Refocused Radio, Bottle Boys Podcast, where podcasts are available. Also, Derek Gervin, big uh big Mo and D show. Uh, Big Mo and D Show is what they do on Monday nights. You can catch them on Facebook, Derek Irvin, Paul McKeskey, every single Monday night. All right, gentlemen, NFL is coming up, man. Before we get to uh, Sweeper Keep, NFL, give me a surprise team. Don't give me the Buffalo Bills. Don't give me (laughs) Kansas City. Joe Burrow had a fantastic season, so we know Cincinnati is going to be good. The Rams are probably going to repeat. And I'm even going to say, don't give me the bum-ass cowboy take. Rock because I know every year Super Bowl, oh, yeah. 
Every year is their year. Every year is their year. Every year. So give me an idea of a surprise team for you guys this season. Who's going to make noise that not a lot of people are talking about? Now that you go first. Okay. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I got a good one here too. And uh, I don't think enough people are advocating for this team. Um, They are in the... uh, the NFC, which is, of course, as we know, the AFC right now is just completely stacked. It could be its own its own league at this point. But um, in every single playoff game in the AFC is going to be wild next season. Um, no pun intended. But um, I got I got to say the Minnesota Vikings. Um, like for some reason, a lot of people aren't talking about this team. They just got a brand new young like head coach straight from a good system. Uh, they've retooled their offensive line. Their defense is still pretty good. Um, they have some of the best offensive weapons in the game. They have like one of the best wide receiver cores right now. They got Justin Jefferson. Um, they got that uh, KJ Osborne as their wide receiver three, who's pretty underrated. They have hooked on a Thielen. Um, I mean, they've got it all. Irv Smith Jr. is pretty solid. They got Dalvin Cook. And if he gets hurt, you got Alexander Madison, who's probably one of the best handcuffs in the NFL right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Fantasy owners, wink, wink. You might want to, you know, keep your eye on that guy. But, um, yeah, Minnesota Vikings, man. And, uh, again, the NFC is not as strong as the AFC. Uh, I do think the Packers – I mean, I, I think the Vikings will end up winning this division, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers go further than the Vikings. Um I don't know. There's just something with the Packers that feels like it might be their their type of year, given even after the Devontae Adams thing. But the Minnesota Vikings are going to make some noise, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they get pretty far in the uh, playoffs. Yeah, Rock, what do you got, man? It's, I wouldn't say it's a surprise. It's kind of a surprise, but a lot of people are thinking there might be, like a, I guess, a kind of like a drop-off only because of switching quarterbacks, and that's the 49ers. They have all the pieces there, but you're going in necessarily with a rookie quarterback. So it's going to be hard in itself because you don't know how he's going to be acting. But I just feel like all he's going to be expected to do is just game manage. But he's a talented guy, and I was a big Trey Lance fan coming out uh, when he came out. And I think they're going to be fighting for that one seed, honestly. Uh, I can see them atop. Uh, it's going to be a t- tough division that they're going to have, but I can see them riding, riding high into the playoffs. And probably meeting the Packers in the NFC Championship, but other than that, I mean, I could be be that guy and say the Cowboys, but there's just so many question marks around the Cowboys right now. It's just annoying. But I'm I'm excited for the season to start relatively. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty cool season. AFC is wild. I mean, we're not. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. It is a wild team. You know, the conference, the AFC. If I had to go with an AFC team, it's it's kind of funny. I got two of them here. And I'm not going to give a whole lot of explanations. We got to get the sweeper keep here. But one of them is going to be the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts. And yeah, they're good. They're, they were great. But I think with the addition of Matt Ryan, who I know very, very well, just puts them in that elite status with the offensive line that they have. You have the best running back in football right now in Jonathan Taylor. You've got great receiving core there you've given matt ryan the keys to a brand new ferrari fuck it a brand new mclaren there's 
my question is, is there's no, can Matt Ryan really fuck this up? I mean, he had a great team in Atlanta. They went to the Super Bowl one year, but I think this team is better than his Super Bowl team that he took, that he took the Falcons to the Super Bowl with. So, the, I mean, you've got even a defense there. I mean, the de- everything is there for Matt Ryan to succeed in the a- in football right now. The AFC, and I'm gonna kiss, I'm gonna say it now. The AFC is literally right now the Colts to lose. That's a bold ass statement. With as exciting as the AFC is, I have the a- I have the Colts way up there right now. Like, way, way up there. I understand you've got Cincinnati. I understand you've got the Chiefs, the Bills. I mean, these the Bills are stacked from top to bottom. But I really like what the Colts did. And if Matt Ryan can really shine there, it's going to be massive for the Colts team. Another AFC team to watch for me is the Jets. I, I really like the Jets. Ooh. That, that's, that's, a, wow. that's, a, that's a very scary team. A very scary team. If you have... If you have Zach Wilson, no, Zach Wilson, he's going to be the real deal. But they've got a nice little receiving core there, Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson. They're building a nice little core there with Elijah Moore as well. Mm-hmm. I still think they're about a year away from being that next level, but mm-hmm. I still say a surprise team. They're not going to be. They're not going to be bottom pushers. They're not going to be anything like that. I still think they're going to have a really good season. They may not finish. You know. You know, above 500, you may be looking at what eight and nine, maybe. But don't be surprised if they're a 10 win team this year. I can see them pushing that envelope right there. But the one team that's going to get me that's like, all right, I think this is the team to beat comes from the NFC East, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh. I know you hate me for it. It's a great pick, Rudy. But you've got Jalen Hurts, who I think is very underrated. They've got a good running game with Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell. Also, Boston Scott there. But the big addition of A.J. Brown is going to make a ton of difference. You've got A.J. Brown on one side, Devontae Smith on the other. You've got Dallas Goldair, Jalen Rieger's there. You also went and got you got Zach Pascal. I mean, the receiving core for them is good. You got Darius Slay on one of the cornerback side, on one of the quarterback positions. Fletcher Cox, man. I mean, they, they're they've got a team that can compete in the NFC. Will they win the Super Bowl? No. Will they get past the first round? Probably not in the playoffs. But I can't see them winning the NFCs. And Rock is fuming at his freaking mouth right now. Take the Eagles, man. They, they can, the Eagles suck, man. I hate it. <laughs> I hate the one team I hate the most in the division. <laughs> well, Rock, I'm about to piss you off a little bit more. But to, adding on to like the accolades, like all the fine additions that Rudy just mentioned with the Eagles, we, I mean, they have they have some of the best lines in the yeah. league right now too, like on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yes. Rudy, I completely agree. Completely agree with uh, you on that one. I mean, it's it happens, man. I mean, the Eagles. I think, and it's weird because this is freaking every single year. I think I look at the Eagles. I'm like, man, okay, they got a decent team, and they over they underachieve all the time. But this year, I really think that they've got that AJ Brown was that addition needed to take Jalen Hurts to the next level. Mm-hmm. I really do, and. I don't care. There's, you can't convince me that the Cowboys are worth the shit this year. They have no receivers, man. No proven receivers. Hey, CD Lamb's proven. 
CD Lamb has proven that he ain't gonna let his girlfriend take his phone and see who <laughs> he's texting. That's about all he's proven. I mean, outside of CD Lamb, who is he gonna give me? You named me all the guys last week when Candace was on the show. No, yeah, impress it, me. It's gonna be hard without Michael Gallup there because I mean, when Michael Gallup's healthy, he's a he's a good wide receiver two, low end wide receiver one. Um, he showed he showed it with his stats, but their offense looked way better then. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be hard. And I admit that the Eagles do have a better receiving core right now. You have Devontae Smith, you know, and and AJ Brown. That's essentially what you need. And you have Dallas Goddard. It's just gonna be hard to stop them itself. Yeah, and that the James Washington injury was a bad loss for the Cowboys too. I thought that was Ooh, one of the most yeah. underrating sign. I thought that was one of the most underrated signings that they had. Because, you know, coming from that really good Steelers system, uh, they know how – they have an eye for receivers. So anytime you get a pretty solid receiver off of the Steelers, it's that's a good sign. And for him to go down like that so quick before, you know, the season can happen, it's, just, it's a bummer. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be – I'm real with you on that, man. I, I cannot agree with stats anymore because – any more than I can on the subject here because I agree completely with him, 100%. If James Washington is healthy and plays for the boys, then I can literally see that this team would be better than the Eagles. I really do. But without Washington and without a proven CeeDee Lamb, I don't see the Cowboys going very far. Can they win the division? Yeah, the NFC East is probably one of the shittier divisions in football. So... Literally anybody can win that damn division. Literally anybody. Daniel Jones could have a monster contract year and take the Giants, you know, to the division title. (laughs) You're not lying there. Yeah, I mean, anybody can win that damn division. So I totally get that. But the James Washington injury hurts a whole lot for the Cowboys. And if NFL talk real quick, we're going to go super keep real quick around the horn. Early pick, MVP. Give me one person MVP. Uh, Rock, do you want to go first? Or I, I already got mine. Justin Herbert. Ooh. Wow, Justin that's a, Herbert. That's a good. Wow. That, that's a ballsy pick. I like that. I like it. That is. I dig it too, man. I dig it too. I got to go with my boy Josh Allen, man. Go Bills. Josh Allen. That's another good one. Another. I. I. I dig both of those right there. I'm actually gonna jump on the Josh Allen bandwagon for MVP. I kind of like the Josh Allen pick. If you had to pick one guy who's a dark horse MVP, who would it be? If y'all don't have it, I'm going to give y'all time to think on that. But I'm going to give y'all one. I'm going to give you my dark horse MVP. Coming out of the blue, Russell Wilson. Ooh. You know what's funny? I was just thinking of Russell Wilson, too. Yeah, and you know what? I have Russ pretty high on MVP talk just for getting ready for the season. But if I had to take a dark horse and Somebody that nobody's going to talk about? I think it's Russell Wilson, MVP, this year. Yeah, I mean, could you also say, would you also consider Joe Burrow's MVP dark horse? Or? That, that's, I would say, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, got the, he's got the talent around him, but you're not going to put Burrow ahead of Mahomes, of Rodgers, Josh yeah, Allen, yeah. maybe even Lamar Jackson. Now, now, now if the Bengals get the number one seed, would you? True. If the Bengals have the best record in the NFL, I don't see why you don't give him yeah. the MVP. Yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, there's a lot of good quarterbacks coming out. You know, the next generation of quarterbacks, the young quarterbacks. It's 
a lot of good guys, and it's going to be interesting to see like, how everyone's going to pan out. Wouldn't it be a twist if A-Rod wins it again? <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> man. If A-Rod wins it again, I mean, he doesn't have the rings, but where do you put him overall in the GOAT status for QB? Was it like top five? Isn't he in like the top five right now? I mean, you're talking what, Brady, Montana? Marino's got to be up there, even though he didn't win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marino's got to be up there. Manning? I mean... Because, I mean, you could argue that, that Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback. But then where does John Elway go? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard thing because, you you know, you compare generations to generations. And- yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, this could be its own show at, yeah. this, at this rate, but... Um, Preview. Yeah. Preview for next mm-hmm. week's show. We're going to have to rank some of these QBs all time here. Mm-hmm. Where does Aaron Rodgers fit after an MVP? That's a good one. All right, super keep stats. Let's go. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the segment of Sweep or Keep. For those of you who have not uh, heard us before, well, here's here we go. Here are the rules. So you're either going to sweep whatever topic I bring up or Twitter or, or tweet, whatever, whatever story I mention. You're either going to sweep it, which means no, you don't like it, you don't agree with the take, you don't agree with what happened, or you're going to keep it, which means you're going to love it, you're going to cherish it, and you're going to put it on your mantle over the fireplace. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Let's begin sweep or keep the nba will retire number six league wide to honor the late bill russell he becomes the first player to have his number retired across the league gentlemen sweep or keep i'll let rock go first on this one i'm gonna keep i mean it's a good it's a good honor to bill russell um i think it's pretty cool uh that they're doing that you know r.i.p to, to one of the arguably the goats I think it's pretty cool because I don't think we have – I don't think the Spurs have anyone that has number six, correct, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken? Isn't it Avery Johnson? Avery Johnson. Yeah. But any, no one current, correct, right? Not that I know of number six, no. No, I don't think anybody current is on there. Yeah. So, no, I think it's pretty cool. It's a good tribute to him. Um, so, yeah, I'd say, I, I like that. So, I'll keep it. I mean, you're going with the all-time winningness as far as titles – go uh with bill russell i mean you definitely want to keep it it's a great great thing to retire his number i mean you're going back to when they retired jackie robinson's number in baseball i mean bill russell was definitely a guy that if you know basketball in general you knew who bill russell was so i have no problems keeping it retiring his jersey rest in peace bill russell shout out to you all right, there we go, there we go. All right, here we go, here we go, gentlemen. Another, uh, actually, this one has been kind of a hot story lately. Um, so Giannis Antetokounmpo says he could play for the Bulls at some point in his future once his tenure with the Milwaukee Bucks ends. Uh, he mentioned that he, who wouldn't want to play for a team where Michael played? Gentlemen, sweep or keep? Ah, man, I don't... This is a hard one because, you know, fandom in me says sweep it. But then a part of me says keep it because I'd, I'd like to see Giannis with the Bulls if if it's going to be the same players like a DeRozan, LaMelo, uh, La I mean, not LaMelo, uh, Alonzo La, uh, Ball, even like a Zach Levine, if he, you know, all that. I mean, and that would be a pretty fun team to watch because then you're going back to the 
days of Phi Slamma Jamma Houston with, you know, running the court with Zach and, you know, Giannis and ball just throwing it up. And, oh, God, for excitement, for the excitement experience, definitely keep him going to the Bulls. But as part of fandom, I sweep it because I love watching success stories when players stay with the same team have success and win titles so if i had to pick one i'm gonna sweep it i want him to stay in milwaukee he's built a great thing there he can attract free agents there he's already won a title for them he's won mvp for him i mean just keep adding to that legacy that kobe did for the lakers that tim did for the spurs bird did for the celtics magic for the lakers i mean these guys are all-time greats of the game and they did it in one one city one team so i'm sweeping it stay in milwaukee yeah i'm gonna sweep it as well i mean because i mean when he's a free agent it's gonna be 2026 he's gonna be 32 i mean he'll be in his prime essentially but you don't know what that bulls team is gonna look like um unless they somehow pull a massive trade but imagine you know how much what kd was what kd package was looking like what the Giannis package would look like um, just to, you know, you probably have to trade half the franchise to acquire Giannis. But I'm going to sweep it because, I mean, I'm, I'm on the same boat with you. I like seeing players stay and just building out that legacy. And if he attracts free agency, he does. I mean, they still have a solid team. They're going to be up there in contention. And Giannis is just getting better and better. And that's a scary thing, man. I mean, you see him start you – you've seen him start shooting more. And if he keeps getting that consistent shot – you know, he's going to be a, be a force to be reckoned with. And he could say he's probably on his way. If he goes out, he'd be the most talented skilled player in the league. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's also, I think he's, he's the best character in the NBA right now. Like just a guy, the epitome of just hard work, driven, motivated, never settles, always look to improve. Um, and it's what's scary about this is you mentioned like attracting free agents. He doesn't even have to attract like major free agents. That organization has just done such a great job with their team building and um, keeping the guys that they have. And they just have a great winning culture there that um, it's very, very reminiscent of what the Spurs have done in the past to just attract guys who aren't necessarily huge free agent names, but they're guys who have roles on a team to win a championship. So, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Gentlemen, I got one more and uh, this one's going to get home. This one's going to hit home for you, Rocky, because it is about the Dallas Cowboys Um, quote from Mike Tannenbaum. So he says, Zeke Elliott was yesterday's news. If the Cowboys are running their offense through him, they are average at best. Gentlemen, sweep or keep. It's all you, Rock. I want to hear this one. I'm keeping it, man. I mean, because. Their O line is going to be looking way different from last year. Um, even though their O line looked pretty solid in the first game, but everyone didn't really play. But you've been seeing it in the joint practices; they've looked pretty solid, and Zeke's looked fresh. If they just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, Zeke's going to get his wear and tear rather. But they need to incorporate Pollard. If you incorporate Pollard and Zeke, then it'll be fine. But if they're going to go back to the old school offense and just run it every damn down with Zeke and I'm just going to be bitching at the camera, not the camera, bitching at the TV because they're just running it on third and seven. I'm going to be so mad. And yeah, they're going to suck ass. So let's just hope they don't do that. And I'm not complaining to y'all why the Cowboys just stay, like to stay in mediocrity. But I probably will be complaining to y'all come like week eight. So there we go. You know what? I just realized I would have lost a bet because we, 
you said I could couldn't keep the cowboys out of my mouth, and here we are talking about the fucking cowboys again. Yeah, see, <laughs> good job, Mark. <sighs> I got you, Rock. Yeah, see, you guys are tag teaming against me. That ain't fucking right. I need you to do me a favor. Repeat this sweeper keep again, real quick. Oh, like the actual? Yeah, the actual. Okay, so Mike Tenenbaum. Okay, so uh, he basically said that um zeke was yesterday's news mm-hmm. and it would it would be a mistake for them to run their offense through zeke heap hmm. i agree with tenenbaum i mean zeke elliott hasn't had a good year since he did that shit to that woman i mean that's it that what zeke has been invaluable to the franchise he's been invaluable to the league He's been very invaluable to fantasy football owners. I mean, the guy is yesterday's news. Literally yesterday's news. I mean, there's you can't run it. Okay, first off, you can't run an offense through a running back unless you have a fantastic offensive line. They haven't had that kind of offensive line in years. So... if I don't care if you have Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry in that backfield you're probably not going to have a great running game. So I think that you keep what Tenenbaum says. You don't run it through Zeke. You kind of do it. I almost want to see a multi-back formation, have him come out of the backfield. You know, you have Pollard, you know, doing some sweeps and he can catch out of the backfield, maybe use Zeke as a decoy, something like that. But again, it goes back to what I said earlier. If you don't have a good receiving core, there's nothing left for you to do but then run the fucking ball. And we had a and Rock's asking, where do you draft Zeke? Mm-hmm. I honestly, if it's me, I have him in the third round. You think he'll last third round? You have better receivers than yeah, you do yeah. Zeke Elliott. Look, I mean, look, I could, I mean, I could even see go fourth possibly. Yeah, yeah, no, because I'm not saying you know he's gonna go top, you know, what he's used to going top ten, whatever. But you know how the run on running backs usually go. Um, you know, that's what you mostly start out with, and you kind of get screwed if you don't really grab a running back up at the second or third round. So I can see him maybe at the top of the third, a late second, and that's where he's probably going to be because there's a lot of question marks around the running backs this year. You know, you have McCaffrey, where some people are drafting him top three. It's like, do you trust him this year? And there's, you know, Kamara, is he going to get suspended? Or Nick Chubb, even Kareem Hunt. That's just a lot of questions, man. Yeah, so I'm I'm sweet. I mean, I'm I'm keeping the fact that you're not gonna run it behind Zeke. You're not gonna run an offense through Zeke. All right, Sats, is that it? it? Sure is. All right, so we posted a question for a super keep over the weekend. We don't have a winner yet. We're gonna try to get a winner for this week's cup coming. So be sure to stay on the lookout for super keep giving away prizes. We actually have a Lids gift card to give away, so that'd be a couple of bucks off of a brand you had if you want one. Uh, just be sure to leave a comment for Sweeper Keep. So until next week, Rock, who uh, is butt ass naked, if y'all don't know, heard earlier. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, why he's butt ass naked, but he decided to do the, the podcast, butt ass naked. But shout out to a good friend of the show who's going to be joining us more and more uh, with us, and that's Candace. Uh, she was on last week's show. She's in Dallas right now. She says she wants to come back on the show. So we'll have Candace on talk more about the Cowboys and other stuff. So for Rock, for Stats, for Shamaya on the Beats, for Derek Irvin, Rudy Compass, Toby Sweep the League again next week. See you guys later. <laughs>